Hello everyone and welcome to Conversations with Fafane. I'm Fafane and today we are at the All African Business Leaders, um, oh goodness, I'm tongue twisted, All African Business Leaders Awards and I am with an award winning, I mean, what is going on here? I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the award winner of the Young, what is it, Young Business Awards, or Young Business Leader? Yes, Young, young Business Leader. Business in Africa. <laughs> The whole continent. True. The, oh, the pressure. Guys. Oh, my word. Melvin Vega, <laughs> how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's been an incredible evening. Of really course. Really Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us why you won. Who are you? Melvin? You know, I don't know why I won. So this is why I might go out and be asked for an invoice later. I don't know. But um, I think very fortunate to, <laughs> I guess, to build businesses in the technology space. And so we ultimately build technology businesses and invest in technology businesses across Africa. Yeah. And so a tech entrepreneur and investor. Tech entrepreneur and investor. Yes. Now, the world of tech is very exciting, especially yes. now that we're approaching the fifth industrial revolution, etc. And there are obviously countries that have already emerged into that. Yes. Tell us why tech and why was it so important for a digital product um, emerging from Africa to Africans? So I think everyone knows the expanse of Africa. You're talking about, you know, the population, the 54 countries. And so the power of tech is in the scalability. It allows solutions to scale. Mm. And so what you often find is tech enables greater access and greater reach. And I always believe that the greatest value is creative in solving the greatest problems. Yes. And so from that perspective, Africa, we're blessed with many opportunities to create value. Um, and so where we focus primarily has been in education and logistics, mm. just because we felt that those are very close to home, given our own experiences. But I think it's a very exciting time to be building technology on the continent. Mm. And then what does your company do exactly and what yeah, problems so, it solve? So I guess the world was one under a group of companies called Bearbab. Um, I guess our first business was a company called Go One, which is um, yesterday the world's largest online corporate training library. Yeah. So we bring together about 100,000 courses, videos, short books into one subscription and offer that across uh, 60 countries and then more recently been more active on the venture capital side of things so we we partner um, with the, one of the largest firms in Europe on the VC side of things to ultimately back the next generation mm. of entrepreneurs building in Africa and so that's called Brigger. Yeah it's very interesting but I'm sure yeah. there's someone out there saying okay he looks like me almost sounds like me Thank but you. why is he not me? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not that rich? Why don't I have an award? Um, tell us, what were your foundational pillars that kind of enabled you as leader to be where you are now? Because you're very solid in who you are and what it is that you're producing, especially in the digital space. Yeah. Look, I'm very fortunate to come from a very loving family. I think, you know, like in Africa, community is everything. And I think having, you know, had a very large family, I'm very grateful for that. So I think just that support, you know, I think when someone believes you can do it, you'll do it. Mm. And I think just having a family where they love you, regardless of whether you come with the A or not, it's not like an African <laughs> parent you're hiding from. And so I think that's definitely been my, my North Star. And I think ultimately we all seek to serve our communities. And so I think just growing up your community is your family. Then it's like your suburb. Then it's like your school. Then it's like, and for me, I feel like the content's right. my community. And so it's a privilege to be able to, I guess, leverage my limited, limited experience to give back to a content that's given so much to me. I think mm. I travel around the world a lot. And sadly, our best export as a continent is our people. And, you know, it's almost saying like, guys, let's go home and build. Yeah. And so it's a privilege to be able to build and stay on the continent at the same time. Yeah. And do you, I mean, especially being in the tech space, what are, did you 
gain any, I guess, how do you say, government support in um, your venture because it's quite large and you know anything within TIGO, the digital space, sometimes doesn't have. It's interesting. You know, the first support. African government we worked with was six years into our journey. Um, so yeah, and it was just like we were, because uh, look, I, I, we've worked with governments in Europe, America, Australia, but in Africa it was a bit difficult. And Why so, do you think that's so? Is it not understanding what it is that you're producing or finding value in it? Look, I, I, you know, I never know the reason. I think it's also about like being able to come at the right time. And so we're fortunate, for example, our solution in South Africa, at least in the last local government elections, we're able to use our platform to train all of the new elected officials. Oh, wow. And it's really interesting because, you know, often in tech, you're like, it can be accessed everywhere. It's in the cloud. But literally, if you go to every single municipality, even the one in Puff Adan, Northern Cape, you know, where there's no reception, seeing the solution work. Oh, wow. And also because your councillors are in their 30s and as old as 82. And seeing how they interact with your tech is really phenomenal. So for me, it was really both humbling to be able to leverage our global experience um, on the continent. More importantly, to see the access creation through the solution. And so working with governments, but ultimately, you know, it's a long-term journey. Because yeah. ultimately, government is the biggest employer. They are the biggest buyer. And also, they can have the greatest impact in their reach. Yeah, I mean, in challenges, uh, especially when talking all things digital, I mean, <laughs> infrastructure, <laughs> understanding, etc. Uh, uh, at some point, I mean, like, so, example, so we have, we have our products across 60 countries, we have teams in about 15 countries. And, you know, nowhere else in the world do they ask about offline capabilities. <laughs> right but in the context you know when you have a break in connection and someone's learning that can really take away from the learning experience the learning outcome and so that's why i think to your earlier point around building african solutions for africa mm. is also important and i think this is where you know it's not only about your consumer power but also how you engage technology right same way like if you have a machine learning model it isn't trained for african voices or african skin hues you won't get the same sort of benefit yes. and that's why it's so important for us to engage with technology even that at the cutting edge. Right. I appreciate what you're saying because I'm in the podcasting space. Yes. And what you find is that where the podcasting streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, and so on, they don't necessarily have monetization room for people for like me. Yeah. When I, because I'm from Botswana, yes. I will get a notification notification saying monetization is not available in your country. <laughs> Imagine. And the pull are strong now. And the <laughs> it's a bit strong and it's stronger now That's but true. imagine that I'm going through that but I'm trying to monetize this creativity that I have and it becomes so difficult for the creative sector mm. I'm very passionate about the creative sector so how do you think the creative sector can really leverage um, your platform and or just the idea that what you started yeah look I mean so look, our platform is a learning one and so the good thing is there it's about we exist to help people unlock a positive potential through a love for learning Oh, I love that. And so from that perspective, I mean, creative or otherwise, there's opportunity to really unlock your positive potential through learning and, and the love of learning. I mean, recently acquired a business in Germany called Blinkist. And mm. It's like short book summaries. And highly recommend it if you haven't subscribed yet. And I mean, just for me, I mean, more busy people, being able to go there and actually be able to learn a quick topic, get the highlights or snippets of a book is so important. But even I think even outside of the work we do, I mean, some of the entrepreneurs we invest in just really doing exciting stuff with the generative AI. Mm. I think in the creative space, I mean, if you think oh, about it now, you. I mean, some of my friends, you know, I'm not an influencer, so I'm a simple guy, but I mean, you so could literally, but you could literally get to the point where you could use generative AI to create a script, to create the audio. We can do like, you know, with 11.io, like do your voice recording and stuff. And you can actually use deep fakes to create a video. So you could do your content creation all with AI. And the question is, how do you do that with scale? And that's where you can become mm. unstoppable. 
in the creative space, as an example. Yeah, and what do you think is maybe setting us back in comparison to maybe European countries? Because you're so well-traveled, I'm sure you've been able to kind of compare and contrast and say, okay, we have the talent, but why are you so well, far ahead? It depends. I think different comparisons. I think compared to, let's say, our North American peers, I think we're less confident. And I think we don't embrace failure. I think the problem is in Africa, we know we'll build things quietly, whereas, because failure is seen as like a taboo, it's like you failed in life. Whereas, you know, in America, you can go to LA and attend the Failcon and be like, <laughs> some guy will be like, I am too failed for my unicorn. And it's like, he embraces that. I think that's the issue where there's that taboo, where I think, yeah. and it's almost, we press it upon ourselves. Mm. I think that's where we almost bring it. And also the other side, I think we often, when someone does well, we'll often try to justify how they did well because they had someone up because their dad did that or because they had that access there and so it's been like we celebrate you let's build together and so one of the comments i made in my acceptance speech was you know we continually fight over who has the biggest sand castle on the beach while our peers build skyscrapers on the beachfront and i think that's where we miss each other on the continent so good so instead of competing collaborate exactly yeah and then uh, what's the future for Baba? but really what's the future for <laughs> melvin melvin so melvin, look, melvin. look my career ambition is to create 100,000 sustainable jobs oh, um, and so and so we're only at 100 we're very far at 100 1100 um one of the other winners uh mo Dweji, he's company I think employs 38,000 so we also got to start progressing to those numbers now so being in a platform like this and engaging with other African giants within business um, what does that bring to you in terms of you know the future of African entrepreneurship I think one it's exciting I think the themes of the night were more around collaboration how do you more together I think that was very powerful I think especially in light of you know the African Continental Free Trade Agreement and what that unlocks for the continent. So that's very positive. I think more often than not, we've always been more adversarial. So that's very exciting. And also, it's a reminder that a lot's been done, there's a lot more to do. Mm, and then for you, on a personal note, yeah. um, we, all know, we all know that perseverance is one of the key elements of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. You've been around for a long time, et cetera, et cetera. Knock yeah. on wood. <laughs> <laughs> You've been around for a long time. Um, what mm. advice would you give you know, if your fellow entrepreneurs, those who are in startups etc yeah especially in tech i think two things i think don't be afraid to start small but dream big Mm. i think more often than not you know when we two things happen we either dream too big that we never get started because we want to be perfectionists or we dream to we start too small and we never get critical mass and a real impact and so i think it's important to walk before you run but don't forget it's a race Walk before you run, but don't forget it's a race. Said yeah. like a true award winner. <laughs> Thank you so much, Melvin. Yeah, it's been amazing. Much. And how do people find you online? Online, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Melvin underscore Lebega. Yeah. Yeah, that's a word. And obviously on my podcast, you're going to Holla see. back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and see you next time. <laughs>